I always look forward to his visits. I haven't seen him in a while. We've both been traveling and doing fun things. Chef Michael Fecker joins us in studio. Yes. Yes, I'm here. Good morning, everybody. So you just got back. When did you get back from Italy? Um, Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, yeah. And I've been back for two weeks. Yeah. Um, tell me about your experience, and I, there's some, some shared things that I, I want to talk to you about. Right. Um, as you know, uh, I do um, tours for people. You know, I take groups to Italy or different parts of the world. And since the pandemic, I hadn't done that. So I had to go back and revisit the people that do the tour guides and the spaces that we're going to stay in and the visiting and everything else. So I flew into Rome. Then after the few days that I was in Rome, I rented a car and went up to Tuscany. And did a few things in Tuscany, and the, on the way back, stopped in Umbria, which is really cuts into like a horseshoe in between Tuscany and Lazio, which is Rome is located, and then flew back from Rome again. So I did a food and wine thing, and we'll, we'll certainly talk about all of that, but um, what was your, other than seeing those places and kind of getting a feel for where you'll go next or what right. you'll do on those trips, right. what was the sense of, of your, or the value of the trip for you from the food perspective? Well, the first value was they don't live to work. They work to live, and that's a different way of uh, the ways they look at food, uh, food and life in general. Then at the same time, it's incredible, Steve, that I did not put one pound on, but I ate like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> same thing, oh my same God. thing. Why is that? Why is that? <laughs> well, first of all, the purity of the food is very important. They are not allowed to serve any gen genetically modified food. Their wines are different because they do not over-sulfide, because sulfate automatically and naturally is created in fermentation. So that's was one of the reasons you drink wine over there in the middle of the day with lunch, and you go, eh, this was water. So that was one <laughs> of the things that we had 44 people. I think Rose was the 45th on our trip, uh, listener trip with Fox World Travel and Rose Gray. I told you during the break, I yeah. drank more wine than I've, uh, per day than I've had in my life. I know. I'm talking about two <laughs> bottles of wine. But I, there was no hangovers. I didn't feel bad. Right. So that's because of these sulf uh, sulfate, the sugar content, like they are not allowed to add any additional sugar except the natural fructose within the grape when they're fermenting. So that is huge. When you don't have sugar, the yeast cannot eat it. So what happens? It needs to eat the fructose slowly to create alcohol, basically. All of those things are relevant. Why can't we duplicate or replicate the quality of their food, the standards of their food, the taste of their food here in this great country we live in. We can easily do that, but that has to do with you and I voting with our pocketbook and not purchasing those that are not doing the right way. You know, when you and I, all of us, all of the listeners, we vote with our pocketbooks and with our wallets every day. When we go and buy something that we know is not being done right, they're going to keep producing it because it's so much easier. Uh, Steve, I can create the fermentation process with the help of additional sugar in half the time that the natural way is going to take. That's money. Is this why you're a chef? Because you don't have to play these games of, of long-term storage. You can create a, a, a culinary masterpiece on the spot and serve it immediately? I think one of the main reasons that I'm a chef is I love to get people addicted to flavors and being a chef has allowed me to do that. At the same time, you're right. Like when I go there, I know like when you put the prosciutto in your mouth, it melts. Why? Because there is no sodium nitrate used to dry out that prosciutto, you know. 
all their meats and all the Bologna or Bologna. You went to Bologna, right? Yeah. Yeah. You had the the mortadella and all of those things, the specks. Like they melt in your mouth. Why? Because it's natural. It's kind of funny. We actually kind of joked about it because every every place we went every day, often several times a day, you, they come out with this this plates of prosciutto and yeah. hams and yeah. sausage. Yeah. It was absolutely delicious. Absolutely, and you don't get a headache after. No, it. no. You know, I didn't gain any weight either. So totally, and that's the thing that people don't sometimes don't know here is you have a piece of bacon, for example, you come up with this terrible headache. Is the sodium nitrate? It goes into your body, into your blood vessels, and it tightens the blood um, circulation and you get headaches those kind of things so are you declaring war on these things in our country you know i tried to do this a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> declare war yeah, on yeah, it. no 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 don't talk about war yeah, right now true. war is Good not point. the right word Good yeah <laughs> so, but i mean as somebody who does what you do whether it's el mito or one of the other places the quality is so good. I, I don't know that. Why are we wrapping our, or tying ourselves in knots over trying to preserve the stuff forever? No, I, I, I don't either. Shelf life is huge in the world of food, especially when you're talking with the big boys. You know, that's why the minute that if I want to, for example, create a sauce and put it in a bottle, if I go to a co-packer, the first thing they're going to ask me, do you want it shelf stable or not? If it's shelf stable, it's easy. It's a lot cheaper. So it's all becomes about the world of profit. But in the long run, is going to cost us because we have two choices. We either eat right now and be, oops. Hey, you got and, a call. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no problem. Sorry. And uh, we either right, eat right now and enjoy life or eat bad and become sick later. If, there is no other way. If you have a question, Chef Fecker, I, I see some coming in 855 He's going to spend most of the hour with us. Uh, one of the ones I just got, what's the big trend in dining right now? If, if there's a, a culinary trend. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't personally follow trends. I follow the backbone you, you of You create trends. I try to create trends. And the trend that I have and I've always been following is getting you back to the table. Because that was a trend that being forgotten and now is being done. Right now is fast food, but done in a different, in a better way. That's the trend that is happening. Basically, casual restaurants. This is another question that I get often when you're on is, does really high-level cuisine... Homemade cuisine have to take a lot of time. No, absolutely not. What are the time savers? Like, how do you speed up? Because I, I, I see my wife Kathy make it, and they take like 45 minutes to an hour. to. And she's done, right? Yeah. yeah. But sometimes she's done in a longer time. Sometimes she's done in a faster way. Understanding layering flavors and how much time do you need to um, basically pay attention to that whole thing. So a lot of times pre Preparing in advance also helps, but the reason that I always try to teach these things is those are the corners that you can cut without jeopardizing the quality. What's the biggest mistake that home cooks make? They never repeat their mistake again. They make something, it doesn't turn out, and they just paid to go to school, but they do not ever make it again. They make a risotto, it turns out terrible. Instead of trying to figure out what went wrong, they just don't make risotto anymore. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. He is Chef Michael Fecker. You can see his work and eat his work at El Mito. What's the other places? El Mito in uh, Wauwatosa, Zestin, Heartland, Delafield. I have El Mito Cafe, and I have Dobie's, which is a steakhouse in St. Francis. All right, so I got a lot of questions. I'll give you a heads up during the break. Um, if you have a question for Chef Fecker, 855-616-1620, uh, the old National Bank talking text line. I always enjoy our conversations. We'll get to your questions for the chef. Your personal chef right here. Right here, available. A phone call away. That's right. You just got a phone right. call. They were trying to go. Th they were trying to beat the system. There, we're not allowing that. Then no, absolutely you go not. The you got it. Chef Fecker after this. 
Uh, my friend Mike Chef. Mike Chef. <laughs> Michael Fecker. CM. CM. Chef Joining Mike. us in studio. He, he, you joined about once. It's been a while, though. We both got back from Italy, which leads me to we had a ton of questions. Um, somebody basically asked matching the wine to what you're making. Is there rules? Yes. How does that work? Yeah. The first rule there is no wine that matches any food. Whatever you like is the right wine. Okay. One. Two, if you really want to go to pairing wines with food is you either go contrast or you go complement. So if you're taking, let's say, chicken, right? And we usually eat a lot of chicken. We want a wine that complements chicken but doesn't overpower it. Give me an example. Pinot Noir. Okay. It's going to go common, beautiful. Common wine. Com common wine, right. If you go with a Cabernet with chicken, it's going to be a little bit overpowering. So you put some ingredients within the chicken that can pair well with Cabernet. Uh, this one, I like a good meatloaf, but it's either too fatty or too dry. I love it. What's the secret? The secret is creating some kind of an ingredient that gives you airiness. The classic way is bread and milk, and that's what we usually do. You soak bread in milk because the yeast, which has created the air, gives it an airiness and doesn't let your meatloaf dry out too much. Sort of the same concept as meatballs. Exactly the same thing. Because you keep thing. the moisture in, bravo, inside. Bravo. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing, except, you know, you're just putting, putting it in a different shape. Uh, question for Chef Fecker from Peter. Can you please clarify the cuisine differences featured specialties among your restaurants? So, like, what, what does one restaurant do? What does the other one do? Right. Is that Peter? Is that right? Yeah, Peter. Peter, I'm sorry. I'm confused. So I can't really tell you what <laughs> But joking aside, yeah, I do Mediterranean and uh, Italian in Il Mito's. Then I do global in Zesty. That means a dish from everywhere. I have dishes from Turkey, China, um, France, Italy, all over the place. You know, all of the things that have infused me as a chef. And then St. Francis, Dobie's is mainly a supper club. Uh, this one for the 414. Do you teach cooking classes? I love teaching cooking classes. And the reason, remember everybody, one thing, the difference between a cook and a chef a cook knows the hows, a chef knows the whys. I love teaching you the whys. So you are not a recipe follower. You become a recipe creator. You need my cooking classes. You want to be with me, contact me at chefficker.com, and I'll uh, arrange it for you. So we were talking about this during the break because I'm interested in doing that uh, this winter sometime. Right. So how does that work exactly? You're, you're taking a small group, large group. What is it? A minimum of eight okay, and then up to 30. And a lot of companies do that. But for a smaller group, you know what I do? I'll create a menu. I send it to you. You approve it. And I have the recipe uh, taken care of and ready. And that night, I cook for you. If you want to do a hands-on, I decide. I mean, you decide what you want to do for your entree. And I have all your ingredients ready. After you have a couple of glasses of wine and your appetizer and everything, you go to your stations and cook. Usually it doesn't work, though. You know why? Because by the time you have a bottle of wine, you don't want to get up anymore. <laughs> Say, Chef, can you just do it yourself? And I'll do it. So a couple of people asked about pasta. Can it be pasta-specific, making Absolutely. pasta, preparing pasta? Absolutely. Absolutely. That, I mean, that's so popular. Everybody, who doesn't it. love pasta? Tell me about it. And we do it. And look. Making and cooking is not rocket science. It's passion science. You want to learn pasta, it is the easiest thing you can do. I agree. I we we just made homemade pasta, Bravo. and it was absolutely delicious. Of course. Based on our experience in Italy. Of course. And remember, that flour that you used is a non-GMO flour. There is a reason it had that flavor. Chef Michael Fecker joining us on WTMG. Now, um, this one, I think the terminology is right. Joan from New Berlin. Could the chef describe the difference between, I think she says pansy uh -huh. and pizza? 
Panzi. Panzi. Panzi is something that is done in a pan. A pizza is done directly oh, on the oven. So you're crisping up the... Bravo. In a, like in a, a Chicago style. Yes, okay. Bravo. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't use that term much. Yeah. Um, why don't you put a restaurant in the North Shore Mequon? <laughs> uh, find me a location and take me there with you. That's it. Uh, this one. Um, that one we got to. Oh, ginger. The use of ginger. Recipes. How can you use ginger? First of all, ginger is a magical ingredient. One of the biggest mistakes we make with ginger is after we use a piece, we leave it inside the drawer in the refrigerator and starts molding. Peel the whole thing, guys. Put it on a plate. Put it in the freezer. Freeze the rest that you're not going to use. Anytime you want, you just defrost it and you use it. But ginger. I love ginger as a base for sauces. I love ginger as a rub. For a dry rub or a wet rub, I love ginger in my pastas. Like I would love to take you with the magic of pasta to China, and that's what I would love to do. This came up. I read a news story about this a couple of days ago, and somebody asked about it on the text line. You can join us, by the way, eight five five six one six one six twenty. If you have a question for Chef Michael Fecker, butter, margarine in cooking. Are you all butter all the time? If I'm going to use dairy, I use butter. There is no way. I would touch margarine. Anything that is man-made, it's not, usually has some preservatives and stuff in it. You know, I don't touch it. Randy asked this question. Uh, we're a busy family who has enjoyed in the past having a personal chef shop and prepare meals for us. That's a common thing now. We've had a hard time, however, finding someone who can prepare healthy and tasty meals on a regular basis. If you were trying to hire someone for this type of role, where would you find this type of person? To be honest with you, I get emails every day if I could do it, and I would go in someone's house and do it. I think it's very difficult to find because a lot of them that are willing to do it for a very reasonable price, they cut corners, and you do not get the flavor that you're looking for. So I think the best thing to do is to get some prepared meals by someone. Let's say you contact me and say, Chef, make me five days meals in advance. And that. I come up, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We can do that for you. And you pick it up, and I give you instruction just to put it in the oven, warm it up, and be done. I told you the story last time, but I've been in several of your restaurants, and I, I brought my, my friends um, to your restaurant, El Mito. And uh, Jim and Karen, Jim had, um, was it Asabuco? Yeah. And he's a he's a hard critic. If yeah. you don't, make, yeah. he said it was one of the best he ever had. Thank you, yeah. thank you, yeah. And I looked at it. I was jealous. I had I had a pasta dish which I also love, but I was jealous of his asobuco. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the next time, what you need to do is to have the asobuco with pasta as a side. <laughs> Why didn't I? Think yeah, of that? what's wrong? We got a bunch, a lot of wine questions, but any questions, fair game for the chef. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. We'll cue those questions up. You're ready for him. I'm ready. I was born ready for you. I love the attitude. love the passion. Join <laughs> us in the conversation, 855-616-1620. More Chef Becker after this. I'm yours. Oh, we are joined by Chef Michael Fecker in studio. I always love when he comes to visit. And your questions are welcome, 855-616-1620. The old National Bank. Talking text line. Got a ton of them. One of my travelers, Sandy from Stevens Point. What is the secret to perfect risotto aside from constant stirring? Okay, constant stirring is one of the secrets, but it's not really a secret. It's a must. But as far as secrets, you never, ever, ever use cold broth when you're cooking a risotto. The ratio from liquid to dry rice is one to six. That means one part rice, six times liquid. At the same time, you need your broth to be simmering, steaming. Because if you don't, then your rice stops cooking every time you add broth. 
and then it gets mushy on you. Another one is you toast the grains prior to adding liquid. That in, means in what, olive oil. In what way? In what way? How do you toast it? In a yeah. frying pan? In a frying pan, olive oil, garlic, onion, which is the sofrito, which is the base, throwing the rice, move it around a little bit, and you're going to see that it's going to start leaving streaks in the bottom of the pan. And that means, okay, I'm ready now. Give me some liquid. How long from start to finish? From, from start to finish, depending on really what you want to do, is about 30 to 40 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I can sh teach you, if you ever do one class with me on risotto, I can show you a way that you do risotto halfway the day before and you finish it the day after. Hmm. Um, this one's a common thing, especially uh, with, with the, the, the vegans out there. Uh, zucchini noodles, best way to make them. Yeah, absolutely. Now, first of all, as far as vegans are concerned, there's a recipe for pasta that I do that is no eggs in it. You don't need to put eggs in it. So that's one. Two, zucchini, you need a spiral. You need one of those um, cutters that you yeah, can cut. Yeah, they're not expensive. They're, they're not at all, especially these days. And many of you, if you have a KitchenAid, there's an attachment for it that you can buy and just add it to the KitchenAid. Chef Michael Fecker joining us on WTMG now. Um, another pasta noodle question i'm looking for a good recipe for linguine and white clam sauce do you have ooh, one ooh, that's, the, ooh, I love, I that's love one of it. my favorites oh my god i love that okay saute uh, heat up your olive oil add your chopped garlic in there a little bit of parsley and dash of pepperoncini which are chili flakes add your clams in there if you're going to use fresh clams and cover it until the clams open up drain the liquid on the side Cook your pasta, toss it with your liquid, put it in the bowl, and put the clams on top of it. Don't try to cook it together. It's going to make your life miserable. <laughs> if you are going to use shelled clams within a, 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 a I mean, can or something, that's totally different. Drain it. Do the same thing as I told you with fresh clams and add the juice a little bit later for some liquid. From Claude in St. Francis, um, I shop at Grappi's Food Store and get Amish butter. Good to cook with? Ooh, beautiful to cook What's with. What's the difference? Look, well, they do not put any preservatives in their butter like danish butter what's the difference is what the animal eats that transfers to the flavor of the ingredient uh ron loves your um jumbo fried shrimp adobes I, I, my wife's had it guess what ron our jumbo shrimps love you back <laughs> um lots of questions about wine and um i'm gonna kind of synthesize them all into one question price points Flavor, if you can have a $300 bottle of wine, you can have a $10 bottle of wine. How do you make that decision? Price does not justify flavor. A lot of times you pay a lot for a bottle of wine that is not necessary. Everybody remember this. 92% of wines sold in the United States are below $20. I have private label wines and I price them below $20 at 1995, five cents less. Because I can blindfold you and I go with, I put my wines against anybody out there. Low sulfate, beautiful flavors. So guys, don't buy wine according to um, uh, price. Question sort of about wine. So uh, one of the textures said, a um, little bit left in the bottle. Yes. Any wine good to cook with or are there rules on that? Absolutely. There is no rules for, uh, for that. So what's the, what does wine add to a dish? A layer of flavor is grape juice, basically. So I'm going to bring a little bit of acidity, a little bit of tannin, and a little bit of sweetness into my dish by cooking my wine off as I add it. Remember, red wines are not colored red. The juice is white. It is the skin of the grape that gives it the color. And because of that, you need to reduce your red wines when you're cooking with red wines, but you don't need to do that with white wines because the tannin is not as high. One of the stories that we learned, because we were on some some big farms in uh, in Tuscany, uh, and some regions of Tuscany had a, had a serious impact on the flowers on their olive trees. Right. 
and you'd see trees that would have been loaded had just a few olives. A few on. olives in it, right? So that's going to drive up the cost of olive oil for some of these places, and make it harder for those pla- those small places to totally. thrive. Uh, Steve, the funny thing with olive trees are like they're like human; they're moody. You know, according to how they're treated. They're going to give you that much crop. If they're not treated right, they don't give you any crop. That's why a lot of times farmers use one side of the crop, let the other one sit, and then go back and forth. On that conversation about oil, somebody asked, always olive oil, other oils? How do you decide which? The only oil, my friends, that I have in my pantry, whether at home or at the restaurant, is extra virgin. Remember, the game of olive oils are many, but when it's extra virgin, there are no games involved. It is just pure fruit juice called olive. Yeah, Chef Michael Fecker, still time to get your question in. we got a lot. Tahin made a mention. I'm going to get to that one. Again, after. you got it. It always in. seems to be a I'm theme in. when I you're know, on the right? show. Yeah. So we'll get to that one. And, and your questions, 855-616-1620. Always having fun with Chef Michael Fecker. Ask us a question. He'll do his best to answer it. More after this one, WTM. Love you guys. I'm right here. Having fun on a Tuesday with Chef Michael Fecker. His restaurants are well-known. Quick, run through them real quick for folks so they can taste your great food. Il Mito in Wauwatosa, Il Mito Cafe in Delafield, Zesty in Heartland, and Dobie's in St. Francis. All right, so somebody asked your recipe or your ideas for a three-minute hamburger. I don't really get the, the rush, but right. what's that about? Well, uh, the only way I can see that necessary is when you have a group of people and you're trying to do... The trick is this, everybody. You put your hamburgers on a baking sheet and you put them under your broiler for about three minutes to four minutes. Then you remove them, you let them cool down, and then the day after for three minutes on the grill to market. I think it's an extra work for something like a hamburger because I think burgers even taste better when they spend a little bit of time on the grill. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I yeah. suppose if you're trying to like shorten your next day's experience exactly. with cooking a hamburger. Exactly. I mean, I love a hamburger like anything. Yeah. Uh, lots of questions about cheese. So yes. you and I were in Italy and we taste, yeah. I taste a lot more cheese. Amazing cheese, yeah. So... Rules for cooking with cheese. Yes. Because you can burn cheese pretty easily. So we're getting questions like that. Like, what do you, for basic, like a cheese sandwich you're making at home for your kids. Right. What's what's the recommended cheese? It's just taste? The the higher water content cheeses are great for melting. So you can cook them longer and introduce them to heat. Drier cheese, such as Parmigiano, you don't want to do and cook them for too long. You just want to add them last minute. So that's the whole trick about cheese. And cheese sauces and so, you always need to create a base, add your cheese to it, otherwise it will coagulate and clump up on you. So a bechamel is a classic. This is one that I think is a personal question. Not personal in in something about you, but uh, macaroni and cheese. Oh, I love it. How do you know what the right amount of cheese is? There is no right amount of cheese. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but anyway, uh, as far as that is concerned, there are usually recipes. I have a recipe for uh, the bechamel with cheese, which is really a sauce mornay, a classic French uh, dish. And all you do, you add enough cheese until you see streaks in the sauce. The minute you see streaks of your whisk, that's enough cheese. Uh, when This is from Chris in Hartford. When making pasta fettuccine, yes. uh, do you hang and for how long? The trick to any fresh pasta is a little bit of dehydration. Otherwise, it is too gummy, and when you put it in the water, you don't get it al dente. The trick is to dry it. I think 15 to 30 minutes is a perfect amount of time for your fresh pasta. Uh, chef, can you tell us the best olive oil? I heard some can be counterfeits. Yeah, absolutely they can be counterfeits, but those are the ones that do not call them extra virgin. They can be. This is the uh, rule of uh, olive oil. Extra virgin, anywhere acidity between 0.3 
two, one uh, acidity. A virgin, which we don't use, is anywhere between one and two. And after that, the games start. 20% of olive oil, 80% of any other oil, you can still call it olive oil. Buy extra virgin, you don't have to worry about anything. And, and olive oil is not that expensive. It is not, especially now. Everybody, look, I don't have any shares in Costco, but I'm telling you, Kirkland olive oil, extra virgin, especially the organic, is a great buy for the value. Uh, this is from the 262. Some years ago, we saw Chef Fecker on the Food Channel contest. Uh, if asked again, would you do it? Absolutely, I would do what it. What was but, that about? Uh, well, it was a few of them. One, I was with um, um, uh, Guy's Grocery Games. Another one, I was with Elton Brown, uh, and it was uh, Cutthroat Kitchen. So when I started my foundation, I needed some money to feed the foundation. So I went on shows. Is How much of that is real? And Guy's Grocery real. Game and uh, Cutthroat Kitchen, they're both real. So that was a, where you, you got a certain amount of money, you went in and bought... Exactly. Came to, out and cooked. To camera. Yeah, exactly. But they, they, they did it to me because I didn't want to spend any money. They did it to me, but I had fun. Oh, my God, I had fun. Um, this is from Bridget. I thought you should not cook with olive oil as it is oxidative with high heat. Is that true? That is not correct. Extra virgin olive oil. Uh, smoke point 385 degrees. You rarely go over 385, and that is what the smoke point of it is. The people that are in grapeseed oil business and other businesses try to scare you and the fear-based sales of, oh, extra virgin olive oil this, extra virgin olive oil that. That is not the case. Then otherwise, all the Italians should be dead by now. <laughs> and actually, that's the opposite. Yeah. Totally. My relatives live forever, totally. it seems like. Absolutely. Um, somebody asked, how did you get into this line of work? Uh, you know, I was at USC in Los Angeles going to dental school. My dad's dream for me was to be a dentist. When I figured out dentistry wasn't for me, I was lost. I was confused. I was totally had a big hole in my soul. I found cooking. And through the magic of cooking, I was saved. That's why I'm addicted to food. And you're good at it. Thank um, you, sir. Somebody asked, if you're making a dish for yourself, what dish do you make? I'm a very, very simple guy when it comes to eating. So I love roasted chickens. I love simple dishes. I do a lot of pastas with aglio, olio, and pepperoncino, a little bit of garlic, extra virgin olive oil, some chili flakes and parsley or basil. Very, very simple stuff. This is for me. Yes, sir. So I talked to you pre-pandemic. We recorded an interview yeah. at, our, at our friend Sal yeah. Perro's place. Yes. Um, cooking a fried egg. I love a fried egg sandwich. Mm-hmm. What is the magic? Because people butcher this all the time. Yeah. They overcook it. Yeah. They mess it up. It's a, it doesn't even look like an egg when they're done. Right. What's the magic? So let me ask you this. Do you want your egg uh, sunny side up? Over you want easy. It? Over easy. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So the whole trick of uh, egg is eggs coagulate. The yellow coagulates at 161. So it's very low. You heat up your pan gently, and that is one of the only ingredients that I use the nonstick for. A little bit of olive oil in there and break your egg in a dish. And bring the dish to the pan and drop it slowly. Because if you break the shell and try to throw it on there, it hits the pan and either splatters oil or it breaks the yolk. Hmm. Let it go low and slow until you see the white coagulating and the yellow in the middle. Okay? My suggestion to you, don't try to turn it if you do not comfortable with it. Put it under your broiler or put a lid on your pan and drop two drops of water and put a lid on it. It's going to become... Over medium. What's so I mean, how much time are we talking about? Over we're talking about you're talking about maybe forty five seconds to a minute after you put the lid on it. This this is kind of a funny one, but somebody asked when they're cooking for yeah. let's say four let's let's say one person or two people. Yeah. How do you estimate how much pasta to cook? 
Yeah. Because you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Everybody makes more pasta than they need. Correct. We, my wife and I did this yesterday. Correct. We I, we thought we took a, a like a, a reasonable amount of elbow noodles for our chili, and then I got a bag of elbow noodles I could eat for a week. Yeah, exactly. How so, do you estimate this? Thing? One to three. One cup of dry pasta gives you three cups of cooked pasta. One to three. One to three. So if you're going to measure, when you buy a spaghetti, is one pound usually. That bag that they sell you in cellophane, that is one pound. One quarter of that is good for one person. Uh, another okay. eggs question. Wendy, scrambled eggs, water or milk? Are you talking about Wendy, the hamburger place? No, Wendy from Germany. I'm teasing time. you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, water or milk? Well, for Scrambled egg, eggs. Uh, well, I use milk. I personally like milk because it gives you a little bit of fat as well. But water is the best to uh, do just to create steam. I'm not a bourbon guy, but uh, the texter says bourbon is really big right now. Favorite dishes to cook with bourbon. Remember, everybody, bourbon, it is wonderful to cook with, and it gives you a note of sweetness. So does brandy. So basically, they're both there. But what I love to do, short ribs. I love to cook short ribs with bourbon and use that sauce and reduce it and add a dash of fresh bourbon in it and serve it. All right, a couple more quickly before the break. Uh, what does cold-pressed olive oil mean, and is it better? They're, they're all cold-pressed. If they're extra virgin, they have to be cold-pressed. That means they cannot be introduced to heat. And that's why they call it cold press. It is just a marketing term, nothing else. Chris, uh, do you ever use convection cooking? Absolutely. Convection co cooking is basically when you use the convection in your oven, which is a rotation and heats. Your heat usually rises. So they came up with this thing so they can rotate the heat and give you more of an even space. All right, we'll close with this one. Love this guy. Can he be on more often and regularly? I tell him that, everybody. Tell yeah. him. Call Tell my him. bosses. I love you. I have you in every Thank week. You. I love I you love, more. I love talking to you, Chef Thank Michael. You, my Fek, I will see you at Almito pretty soon. Looking forward to it. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll wrap the show. Tracy Johnson will be up at noon. Let's finish it strong after this. Oh, a little bonus Fecker here before we get to the top of the hour news. Fekerized. <laughs> Uh, does the chef have a website? How do we contact him? www.chefficker.com, F-E-K-E-R.com. And contact me via my email, uh, a website, or you can certainly call the restaurant, 414-443-1414. Somebody asked about your restaurants. Do the menus change periodically? Or they yes. Actually, what I have going on right now at um, some of my restaurants is three for 33, three courses for 33, um, Sunday through Thursday. And it is enjoyable, it's wonderful, but I change menu according to seasons and what ingredients are available. I was telling you before you came in that uh, we, we had a, at a farm-to-table experience in Italy in the Tuscany region, yeah. and the dishes, we had at one point 13 dishes. <laughs> it just kept, We thought dinner was over like three times. That's why it's beautiful to gather around the table. I mean, you break bread and you have a lot of fun tasting amazing food. The family that operated this, this farm that grows all the things we were eating... <sighs> We had him come out. We gave him a standing ovation. Oh my god! It was that good. Oh my I mean, god. anybody any Italian knows fried potatoes. Yeah, done Sicilian style, especially. Sicilian style. Yeah, you potatoes never tasted so good. They were the best I ever had, and my grandma used to make them for me all the time. Unbelievable. The natural flavor and the sugar content of potato done correctly and grown correctly are amazing. All right, we'll end it with this four one four. The Chef Fecker Show, squeezing an hour show every week. There you go. You listen, everybody. All right. Sponsors, Karma partners, brand. where are you? Let's make this happen. <laughs> Good to see you, my Love friend. you guys. All Thank right, you. We'll see you at the Thank restaurant. You. Thank you.